0: Hey, hey, Travel Brats, happy Tuesday. It's Soph coming to you from the studio and we are super pumped. We have a very special guest today. You guys, if you don't know anything about travel insurance, this is gonna be one of the most excellent episodes that you could ever find out there. I'm joined today by Ben Camille. Ben, did I butcher that? You did it perfectly. Okay, great. Ben Camille, he is a travel insurance expert and he is the founder and CEO of Travel Defend. So before we get into it, ben thank you so much for being here it's so good to see you how are you
1: yeah i'm doing excellent thanks so much for having me really excited to talk to you
0: yeah likewise likewise so again travel brats i gave you a little bit of intro on ben but i want to leave most of this episode to just diving into how he started travel defend all his background in the travel industry and travel insurance etc so Ben, let's start with just tell us who you are how you got into this industry and um, how you decided to found Travel Defend?
1: Yeah, so I think it's actually an interesting story. Um, I was running luxury tours for almost twenty years. Okay, when I say luxury, I'm talking super high end. We're talking about families would come for a week. We're talking a hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars just for a week. Okay, so we obviously we got hit with COVID. I'm, I'm doing a very you know advanced quick quick description of the story, but COVID happened, really destroyed our business as many other travel businesses. Um, And coming out of it, we realized that nobody was gonna book without travel insurance. And so being the type of operator that I am, I became super obsessed with it. I said, you know, I can't just have something that I'm gonna recommend to people to my, you know, very expensive clientele. I have to know which companies actually pay out in real life. Um, What do the policies even exclude or include? And i started to realize that the ignorance that exists around travel insurance even with obviously very intelligent very wealthy people it's not like they're you know not smart people but it's like they just had no clue and i really just became obsessed with it and i started going to industry events i started meeting all the key players in the industries and i started to realize hey there are some companies that really are paying people and are fantastic and some of them are just garbage i mean they're impossible to deal with Everyone was grumbling about it. I found data in terms of payout rates. And I started to just sell this to my own clients. And I realized that, you know what? Over time, I said, I'm going to go out to all the other tour companies in my niche. And I said, all you guys are in the same situation. Nobody's going to book your tours either without travel insurance. I said, why don't you send all your people to us? We're the expert. We will help them. And that's kind of how it started. Um, The commissions on travel insurance are very high, which is really amazing. It doesn't change the cost to the traveler. I mean, they're going to pay whatever the algorithm decides the price is. But if you have a brokerage like us, a concierge service, it doesn't change the price whatsoever. And so when we start to look at that, I was like, wow, you know, this is a win-win for everybody. And so we just started going out to, I mean, at this point, we have over 150 tour operators, travel agents, thousands of clients. And there's no reason not to use us. We basically help you make sure you get protected in real life, make sure you're financially protected, medically protected, and it doesn't cost you a penny more than it would cost you anyway.
0: So, so I heard you say you have 150. Is that how many employees you guys have, or how many employees does the business have?
1: No, so 150 is tour operators and travel agents. We call them feeders. You know, there's obviously in America, I think they are, is over a hundred thousand operators mm-hmm. and travel agents. We're going after them. You know, I don't know how many we can get a hundred thousand, but we certainly can get endless thousands of them. Right. Um, we have about ten employees right now. Uh, we have a claims department. Okay, and so what I realize is that what the most important part of this is if one of our travelers has a real problem, I want to make sure they get paid in real life. So what our claims department does is you will book a time and a calendar meeting with them they will start your claim on your behalf and go through with you exactly what you need to provide. Cause we don't have all your documentation, you have it. And right. but we'll go through with you exactly what you need to provide and then you send it on to us. Our claims guys, we're gonna look at it and make sure you did it correctly and then we take it, we go to the head of the claims department and we say, hey buddy, this is one of our clients. Uh, as you know, we bring them millions of dollars. We have tremendous clout there and we say, I want this guy's paid, okay? So we have a bunch of claims people that are handling claims. We also have a marketing department Because what our marketing department does is we work with all the tour operators and travel agents and we market on their behalf, which we can get into later as well. And we have a whole sales team. And then you have me, the CEO and founder. I get to watch everybody doing their jobs.
0: Right. So so that's really interesting. So it's very easy. And for the people that don't know how to get travel insurance, they just basically would start with the easiest way would be to give you guys a call.
1: Well, there's two ways to buy, at least with us. We can talk about how the, how you would typically buy in America. Um, but with us, either you could call, we have a concierge service, our team will walk through with you, figure out what the best option for you. We have access to every policy in America and we'll do the paperwork for you because you know, everyone loves to do paperwork. So we'll do the paperwork for you. And then most importantly, like I said, we'll make sure you get paid in real life. We have a WhatsApp that we set up with all of our clients that's monitored by our team 24 hours a day. If any problem in your trip, you reach out and our team will help you. We also have something on our website. If you go to our website traveldefend.com, you look at the top, it says get a quote. It's called the quote optimizer. Okay, the quote optimizer automatically will go through hundreds of policies in America with the artificial intelligence that we've taught it and give you the best one or two options for you. You can buy it in that way. Once you do buy it, automatically it notifies our team, and one of our team members will reach out to you over text or WhatsApp and be like, hey, Sophia, how are you? We saw you bought a policy with us. I want you to know we have your back. We're with you. If you have any problems, reach out. My name's Kevin, whatever it is. And so the point is like, we're doing things that are very unique and very rare, but we're really, it's all focused. all came out of this tour operator mindset in the luxury market. Like I wanna help people. I wanna make them feel protected in real life. And we like to really hold everyone's hands because you know otherwise it's a cold harsh world out there it really is like these companies are dinosaurs they're old um and you are a faceless nothing to them that is just the, the, the that's fact that is fact
0: right right well i I love what really is a good differentiator from you guys I know that you're kind of the market the marketplace and you connect with the agencies but I love that you really care about the customer you're always online ready to answer any of their questions if something happens overseas you're there Um, And I love how you have the because of your technology, you can scan through all these different policies to give someone exactly what they need. Because I think there's a big stigma around people that are, you know, millennials and younger that, oh, I can't afford travel insurance. Like they think it's some very large, expensive kind of lofty goal, like, oh, I'll get travel insurance when I'm old and rich. And that's not necessarily the case. It's very needed for everyone.
1: Well, for young people, it's usually very cheap also. Um, and so what I would say, anyone leaving the country for medical, if, you, if let's say the trip is not expensive, then we should really talk about what makes travel insurance, what decides the price of travel insurance, mm-hmm. typically your ages and how expensive the trip is. And so if you're not going on an expensive trip, or even if you are, but let's say you can get the flights back, you booked everything on points, you know, you're not concerned about the trip costs. You don't care if something's going to happen because you could get it back or maybe you're willing to risk it. You say, you know what, uh, it's fine. I, I doubt something's going to happen. It's fine, which, you know, I see a lot of stories where things do happen, but that's a whole other story. If you want to just for medical, um, I, I would argue that, you know, I don't care. It's not so like we could make money. It is peanuts. It's nothing. It'll cost you a hundred bucks. You know, it's not a lot, but to make sure you're properly medically protected um, is so crucial. You know, like I myself, and this may be like colored my experience, but when I was 18 years old, maybe 19 I can't remember something like that I went to Panama uh, with a friend and I got bit by this bug and it infected my blood and I remember that like my whole face started getting puffy and mm-hmm. I started freaking out and I, I was just burning hot and I had a crazy fever and I went to the hospital and I was there for four or five days uh, and I got a $37,000 bill and I was 19 years old I wasn't like you know I didn't have any money okay my family didn't have it like, they weren't, I didn't come from money or anything like that. And so this was a big problem in my life for years. I had to deal with it and really paid off and it was not not fun. Okay. So that's all their story to itself. You know how we figured it out. But it really colored my, my way of looking at things because everyone thinks that they're indestructible and nothing can happen to them. But what happens if God forbid a family member passes away or. You know, you break your foot or something like that. If you think it doesn't happen, come work here for a week. Okay. You're going to see what goes on in the real world and you'll be very paranoid. I mean, I'm not trying to make people paranoid, but I am. I mean, I see so many crazy stuff all the time here.
0: Well, no, it's a great point. I think the first part about a lot of this is educating people because they don't think that they need it because A, they think it's, again, like we talked about, too steep of a price when it's really not. And then they think they're young, so they don't need it. But there are lots of accidents that happen to young people. And then they, so they really need to be educated on why they need travel insurance. And then you guys basically for per customer cater to each different person, which I think is cool because a lot of companies. They can only cater to a certain market, and you guys can you guys can do it for anybody because you have such a large reach. Um, and then I would I would say you know how if I was you know a listener and wanted to know okay so let's say i do get travel insurance with you guys or you know you guys connect me to the proper insurance brokerage and i'm off on a vacation and you know my foot gets cut open i step on a nail on the beach or something you know how quickly can i actually get covered like what's the average time frame if an accident happens
1: well so what do you mean by actually getting covered like what do you mean by
0: that oh not covered sorry (laughs) what how do i get my money if i something happens to me right
1: so there's two ways to do it um number one you know, and again, I don't know how in this interview how deep detailed you want to get into this, but there's a very important distinction between primary coverage and secondary coverage. So, again, many people are just buying things like let's say you go to Squaremouth, that's like the Expedia of travel insurance, and there's like a thousand options. Um, looking there to make sure you have primary as opposed to secondary. Primary coverage essentially means that the insurance company is saying from step one that it's their obligation to pay you. So we're not talking about whether this is something you should get paid for. They're saying, if it's something you should get paid for, we know we're obligated, okay? Which you would think that that makes sense. Like, of course, I just bought your freaking travel insurance. Of course, you're obligated to pay me. But they institute a something called secondary coverage, okay? Which is really, really terrible. And it basically gives the insurance company the right to point the finger elsewhere and say, yeah, maybe we'll pay you, but maybe someone else should pay you. You know, Mm -hmm. why why did you hurt yourself with a nail on the thing? Well, maybe that hotel resort should be paying for your medical bill. Or maybe your home health insurance, which won't cover you in 99% of cases, won't cover you overseas. Maybe they should cover you. Even though they know, she knows they're not going to cover you, those other guys. But they just want to kick the ball down the field and make it difficult for you that you give up. Okay? So, number one, primary coverage very important. Uh, Typically, if this is a small injury or, you know, like you let's say you go for a strep test or something like that insurance will expect that you just pay it and then we'll help you the claim. You get reimbursed. Okay. Um, if it's not, you don't have to do it that way, but if you want insurance to pay directly to the doctor to the hospital, that's a process going to take hours. Okay. At the minimum, it will take hours. And, and if you're on your own, it will take, God, I don't know a week or, or more. Um, but you know, like we had a guy in Mexico who was diving, he had a diving accident, he had a collapsed log. And he didn't tell us that he was in the hospital. We didn't even know about it um, until he called us and he said, "I'm in the hospital, and they won't let me leave." He's like, "It's basically like jail." He's in Mexico, and they—he's like, "They literally like they're like won't—they're not letting him leave the hospital." And it was—I can't remember exactly—fifty, sixty thousand dollar bill, wow. and they had to put him in special like bariatric yeah. chamber. I don't know. I don't know this stuff. I'm not a doctor, but he was going into this whole thing, and he was really freaking out now. If he would have got us involved in the beginning, when he was in the office in the beginning, this would have all been worked out. He only told us now he's trying to leave. And so we got involved very quickly. We have the personal cell phone number of the emergency services at all these companies. There's there's kind of like one or two companies in America that are the backbone of every travel insurance company. When you have emergency assist and you're calling a 24 hour number from an insurance company, it goes direct to almost almost all of them go to the same company, mm-hmm. and so we have the personal cell phone number of the head of the entire company. Um, I know him. I I foster friendships with these people. Okay, but like mm-hmm. we go to dinner and stuff like that uh, because I know that my client's going to need this guy, and so I called him directly. I said, "Hey, one of my guys are stuck in Mexico here." and he's like cool he's a great guy he really does care he's really on it like he cares about people he's he's a really you know you never know with with you know ceos of these type of companies they actually gonna care about people and he doesn't just push me off he really does he's like fine cool cool and he gets his people involved and i think it took about two and a half hours to get the hospital got paid directly from the emergency assist company and we got him out and part of the waiting was that they emailed him to fill out a form that he didn't even see So it took an extra hour because he didn't even realize that they emailed him a special email to fill out. But because we kept waiting and waiting. But the point is, is like, you know, yes, if you have the correct policy and you're doing the right way, you can get paid to the hospital directly quickly. But in many situations, the minor ones, they will expect that you just pay it and then keep the bills, medical receipts, whatever, and we'll help you get paid, you know, on the back end. That's normal.
0: Right. Okay. Great. That's good to know. And then we, you did mention, like, individuals versus groups of people. What are the major differences, say, between, like, a large corporate group and a family group or, like, one or two individuals?
1: Yeah. I mean, the main difference, I, you know, travelers doesn't make a distinction whether it's corporate or families. But what they do make a distinction on is, is uh, households, meaning, like, let's say you and your husband, okay, and kids or whatever. I, I don't know your situation, but I'm just saying, like, let's say you're a family. Um, you guys live here and then you have other friends traveling with you or in a corporate world, you have other employees traveling with you. Everyone in a different household needs their own policy. Okay. Most people who as a family group are traveling together. will just lump everyone together. Okay. And what the insurance does is they love not only they all business, you know, hotels, cause I was a tour operator. So hotels are like this too. They love gray area, right? They love it. They live for gray area. They want you to be confused and they want it to not be clear um, so they can hit you, okay? So the insurance likes when you when They're gonna say, oh, but that person doesn't live where you told me they live. They live even in a different state, different state, the policy is completely different. And you're gonna have major, major problems getting paid, okay? And so you need to have, everyone has to have a different policy, but again, if they have a different policy, how could something happen to one person and all of them get paid now? Because they're saying, well, I'm friends with this guy. And so, again, it all has to be linked in the portal to you know properly. Um, and not many people even have access to do this. And so you say, well, that's not fair. That's set up in a way that's completely unfair. People don't understand what they need to do. There's no directions. There's no instructions. No insurance company goes out of their way to explain this to you they want you to fall into this trap and be like oh man and then you just find out all these rules after um, so really that's the main thing to understand is that if you're going as a family group you must have separate policies and if you guys are not directly related then you have to link it in the portal because if you're related on, on certain policies uh they will just include it if you're you know close relative but i uh, not every policy is different i mean it can be generalizations but. Um, I guess you're just getting the vibe and you're understanding that there is a really a world here. And so in a short interview, it's really hard to go into all this kind of stuff. Right. But it is, it is scary. Like because nobody wants to hear afterwards, after they pay all this money and they're in the problem. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, you didn't do the paperwork correctly. Fine. You're, you're, you're not going to get paid. And right. uh, a lot of people go through this. And if you look at many insurance companies, uh, Google reviews and stuff, even good ones they're they have crap they're garbage their their google reviews are like you know one out of 5 on every company in america because they all set it up like this it's not that they're all bad but they all set up that you don't know what you're doing and they love that you don't know what you're doing
0: mm. isn't that that should be it should be the opposite but <laughs> a lot it of times be, it's not. it should be yeah.
1: but it, it allows us to come in and that's why i've seen these problems and that's why i created this business cuz i'm like you know what If you do it properly, they will pay you. Okay, that's a fact. I mean, you should go on our reviews and read some of them um, because if you know the policies, and that's why, like, the WhatsApp is so powerful because let's say you're stuck somewhere and you're very stressed out and you're very freaked out and you're in a foreign country and all these bad things are happening to you, even in the best situation where you even understood the policies, you still wouldn't be thinking clearly anyway because you're just, like, so stressed. A lot of people call us in panic mode. And so the fact is, like, we're not panicked because obviously we're not in your situation and we're experts at the policy. So, like, we can really guide you and to help you and think clearly because that's part of it. Also, it's ultimately, it's a 60 page legal document. You need to understand it. Um, And I'm not trying to scare people to not buy it. But the point is, you just have to buy it correctly and then it's super powerful. And if you don't, then it could be problematic
0: right right well on the, one last note about it um which nationalities does travel defense service
1: well we we can help anyone that any company in in north america can help so basically there's there's certain rules involved but you have to a live in us or canada for us to be able to help you and for any company in america or canada to help you um, and if and not in all cases but in most cases you have to begin and end your trip in north america so let's say you're already in africa and you're saying hey, i want to buy travel insurance we could still get you a policy but most companies won't um but for basically if you live in us and canada we can help you if you live outside of those two countries we can't help you right
0: okay cool that's very cool we have majority of our listeners are us so that's great yeah and then um because we love to know this from everyone we love to ask this Um, where Ben, because you have a lot of experience with not only travel insurance, you have a lot of experience with just luxury travel and travel trips and whatnot. So, um, where is your favorite place that you've traveled to? And then, um, where would you like to go? It's on the bucket
1: list. Okay. So I have two places that I would say are my favorite. Um, I'm curious to know your answer as well. Um, but my, it's not going to sound like a very attractive place to go right now but my number one place is Israel, okay? It is like, if you have been there?
0: I was gonna say that would be like my number one bucket place to go as it well. It
1: is just awesome, okay? I'll tell you why it's awesome. Number one, regardless of what religion you are, or even if you're not religious, not like super relevant, there's tons of history there, um, but you know, Jews, Christians, Muslims, like it's really like the heritage of all religions. And so you can go to Jesus's birthplace. You can go to like where Abraham lived. You can just do cool stuff that you would never see in like real life. And you're like, holy crap, this is crazy! Um, the weather's amazing. Um, the people are fun. Everyone's down to party. Everyone wants to like just like party there. Like the beaches mm-hmm. are insane. The food is ridiculous. It's just it's a it's a, it's a, just a vibe. It's a major vibe. Like I've been to a lot of places I haven't been personally anywhere that you just feel like that type of energy. Obviously, I guess in the back of your mind, it's a little dangerous. Uh, Now I wouldn't go, obviously I wouldn't go now, but uh, when I was there, you don't feel, uh, when things calm down, you don't feel uh, nervous or anything like that. Um, The other place that I was at that I really loved was Scotland. Um, I actually ran a Scotland tour once back in the day. I wore a kilt uh, in the airport and no way. I everyone up It was a luxury <laughs> tour and I got a whole like outfit like Scottish outfit and people would come up to me in the airport and they thought that I was Scottish because I was wearing the whole thing and then they would hear me talk and they would be like whoa, whoa whoa like they asked me directions and I'm like dude I'm like I don't know anything and they were shocked um and so but Scotland is just so beautiful and you know you have sheep whenever you drive anywhere there's sheep everywhere. And so I kept stopping in the car and like trying to run and grab a sheep. Um, so I love that. And we went in August during the festival. I don't know if you know about the Edinburgh Festival. I mean, you are a travel rat. You probably know about that. Um, I went at that time and it was awesome. I mean, the, there's just every type of show, every type of nightly entertainment and plays and... You know, military tattoo thing, like with the, whatever at the, at the castle. There's just a lot of cool stuff. So if you go to Scotland in August, that's that's my recommendation. So tell me yours. Oh
0: well, I would say Israel's definitely on the bucket list. I think another cool place would be. Oh, there's so many, but yeah, Australia, New Zealand. My husband's parents are from New Zealand, so um, they're like full. That was my
1: answer for who I wanted, where I wanted to go, was Australia.
0: Oh okay, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, and then um. If i could pick one more place to go i would probably have to say i feel like it has to be a new place but i just would love to go back to italy um i've been to italy and that would be my favorite place that i've been um from the food yeah again and you were talking about like the fact that israel has such i mean it's not half as old as israel but just the beautiful churches and just the i mean the cities like venice and the food hands down the italians taught the french how to cook so yeah, i i just love italy
1: that's a good choice actually because i was in when i went to italy um i was also working to help put a tour together so i did rome uh and and south so it was like rome and the amalfi coast mm-hmm. um and so i never went like up like to tuscany and venice but that was amazing i mean amazing like i was shocked how how fun and great it was went to capri have you ever been to capri
0: that is my favorite. So Capri and uh, Milan are my two favorites. And they're yeah. like a 180 contrast. But...
1: <laughs> Capri, like, did you do that bowl And you can, like, jump off the right. So I did all that. Capri was awesome. Um, there's a lot of great places in the world. You know, there are a lot of great places. That's beautiful. Right.
0: Oh, it is beautiful. Well, yeah. Ben, it was so much fun talking to you. Um, guys, if you want to learn more about Travel to Friend, Travel to Friend. <laughs> so they are Travel to Friend, <laughs> but they're, they're Travel to Friend. <laughs> yeah they're your friend travel defend but check them out at www.traveldefend.com and you can speak with ben's associates and you can get the exact travel insurance you need um and then also guys don't forget to subscribe to the channel and leave a review if you liked this episode let us know if you have any questions And um, also share this episode with your friends who are curious about travel insurance. Um, If they're more a reader than a listener, then they can also check out our blog. We're going to be putting a full blog out that is kind of a question and answer like I've done today with Ben. And then if you are a startup junkie, which I'm very excited about this because I am a startup junkie, tune in for part two, which will be coming in a little bit. Um, Ben and I are going to discuss kind of the back end of Travel Defend. So thanks again, Ben. This was awesome, and uh, we hope you have a good week.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Bye.